Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all time. Ooh, that's spicy. All Patriots, all What is going on, everybody? Another episode of First in Foxborough. <laughs> what has been an insane start to the week for the New England Patriots? I'm Kyrie Thompson. Check out the podcast, download, listen, subscribe on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. First, I mean, little recap on the day. Went down to Gillette Stadium, got a chance to listen in on Bill Belichick's presser in which he just kind of divulged, in which he obviously divulged nothing about the quarterback situation because why would he do that? He never does that. We don't expect him to do it. Whatever, right? And then a couple hours after that, just before we are expected to hear from players, including Mac Jones at the media podiums down at Gillette, Field Yates of ESPN breaks a report saying that Mac Jones, according to a source, took the majority of first team reps at practice and is expected to start on Sunday against the New York Jets. So it stands to reason that there is a very good chance that you will be seeing Mac Jones under center or more likely in shotgun when the Patriots play the Jets on Sunday in an important divisional game that essentially if they want any chance of staying in this thing, they cannot lose. They they have to win at this point. So I I would point out that that's how we started off last week, right? All these reports come out that, oh yeah, it's going to be Mac Jones when the Patriots play the Bears. And sure enough, it was Mac Jones starting the game. And then it didn't continue that way. Obviously, Mac Jones gets benched after three series, then it's Bailey Zappi from there on out. Now, I mean, there there was a lot more, I guess, uncertainty about it. I mean, Mac Jones was pushing and he was expected to play and all of that. And then you get these weird reports about both quarterbacks would play in the game. I think it is perhaps more notable that we got this news about Mac Jones playing well before the game. So, I mean, this is Wednesday, the game's on Sunday. We did not have any clue about Mac Jones potentially starting on Thursday. I mean, yeah, things like he was expected to play and, you know, unless there were any setbacks, Mac Jones was not on the injury report. He has been removed from the injury report. That would suggest that he is fully healthy or just about as close to 100% as he could possibly be, close enough to where he is not restricted at all. So there you have it. It seems that Mac Jones, when healthy, was back to being your starting quarterback, despite the insanity that ensued on Monday night against the Chicago Bears where he gets benched after the interception. I mean, at this point, I, I feel like Bailey Zappi, what he said about it and some of the reactions of the players and Mac Jones and, and what have you, 
I just feel personally as if there are there are too many contradictions happening at this point to really take Bill Belichick at his word that he truly intended, that he truly had a plan for, I'm definitely going to play both quarterbacks the way that I did. That Mac Jones coming out after that third series of the game, that that was according to plan. I just, I, I, that strange credulity, I'm just not sure that that's what happened. I think that it was probably more like what others have posited, that, you know, Mac Jones was going to play as much as possible. And if the Patriots were waxing the Bears, then, oh yeah, Bailey Zappi will come in after that and finish things off. No problem. Obviously, that didn't happen because the Bears jumped out to a lead. Mac Jones wasn't playing well. You had the whole circus of the crowd calling for Bailey Zappi and booing Mac Jones and just all, all of these just wildness that was happening. And I, and I feel like, I don't know whether it was Bill Belichick, whether it was Matt Patricia, somebody just, they, they made the move and did what they did and just made the situation so much more difficult and toxic than it needed to be. And then, you know, Bailey Zappi goes out, provides a spark, can't deny it, leads two straight touchdown drives, makes two, two in particular, really good throws. And then it's all downhill from there. Obviously, you get the fumble before the half. But I mean, look, you could say whatever you want about game flow and the game got away from us. That game didn't get away from them. I mean, the Bears were scoring field goals until that final David Montgomery touchdown. I mean, the game was not out of hand until they scored that touchdown. It was 12 points. It's two possessions. It's really not that much. So I, I just think, honestly, the way the Patriots handled the offense in the second half just felt like they panicked. It felt like they got away from what was working with Bailey Zappi. They felt the game slipping away from them, and so it did. And Bailey Zappi did not look good for the rest of the game. And I feel that whatever reasons they played Bailey Zappi or whatever they wanted to happen from this situation, it essentially, I think, put reordered things. It showed everybody that, yeah, great, Bailey Zappi had, had his, his time in the sun, but he's a backup. He's a fourth-round rookie out of Western Kentucky. He's not the second coming of Tom Brady. It's just not like that. Okay, It's not to say that he can't get better than, than what he is right now. I'm sure he will. But let's not anoint him the answer, the guy who's going to take us to the playoffs. He should definitely start. I mean, that was removed by the end of the night. Nobody was, I mean, I mean, people are saying that still, but the fervor about it has died down after they saw a little bit of what can happen to Bailey Zappi if you expose him to a better defense and a better game plan. As I predicted, by the way, you know, just going to put that out there that I said that that could very well happen. Anyway. To, to get back to what's been going on here. So, okay, I think we can expect Mac Jones to start on Sunday against the Jets. After that, I mean, I'm not, I, I can't say that I'm in the camp that, oh yeah, Bailey Zappi will never see the field now. It's going to be Mac Jones from here on out. I can't say that. I really can't. Because I don't know what drove Mac Jones off the field in the first place on Monday. Was it the crowd? Was it his performance? Was it combination of those factors? Was it health, you know, precaution? I don't know. But I just feel like in hindsight, the way that all this was handled, he should have never played. He should have never played that game. Bailey Zappi should have played. And I think one thing that Bill Belichick said in the press conference on Wednesday 
maybe suggested that where he he was asked by Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston about because this is something that Bill Belichick talks about in training camp establishing levels of performance and basically setting your baseline for the year what can we expect from you what's your level what what do you what can we expect from you when we put you on the football field and Tom Curran asked about that what what level is Mac Jones at to you and Belichick said, look, I'm not into you know, mid-season performance reviews, which, I mean, I can understand. I'm totally on with that as, you know, the, the whole science brain thing. You don't have all the data. It's kind of incomplete right now. I get it. And he talks about, oh, yeah, well, he hasn't, been, he hasn't played the last three weeks. So it's kind of like, what, what can you expect? And essentially saying, like, look, there's rust. There's, in, you know, it, it's, it's an incomplete picture. But then my question becomes, and, and I wasn't the only one asking this, why did you handle him coming back into that? Why did you handle him coming back against the Bears the way that you did? If you knew that he was rusty, that he needed some time to get into the swing of things, that it might get rough, why did you allow that to happen? Did you just want to get his feet wet and, I mean, for, for a little bit and then you just wanted to protect him after he made a mistake or, or what have you? I, I just, I feel like I don't understand why you did that. I mean, if, if you wanted to give him an opportunity to knock off some rust, yeah, I mean, I understand that game, that practice intensity isn't the same as game, but I mean, are, games aren't time to be playing around. I mean, that's, that's sort of a, look, when, when you put this guy in the game, that's your dude, okay? You believe that he is going to take you from start to finish, this isn't time to experiment and be like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, let, let, let's, let's see how he does. If he's not ready, we'll go ahead and waste a couple of possessions and, and not roll with him. I just feel like there, there wasn't conviction. There wasn't enough conviction in what they did. And, they, and, and again, they panicked and they took him out of the game and it was a bad look. So look, that, that's how I feel about it. Again, not the only one down you know, in, in the press corps and, and around the, the team or, and stuff like that that feels like that, you know, people that cover the team. I can't speak for anybody in the organization or anybody close to Mac Jones, whatever. I can't speak to that. But, I mean, a lot of people that I've talked to in the discussion that's co- gone around the last couple of days. So, look, it's, it's an odd situation. I would hope that in deciding that, look, this guy is going to be our starter, at least ostensibly, he didn't confirm that verbally. Mac Jones didn't confirm it verbally either when he took the podium. He did not say whether he'd been told that he's going to be the starting quarterback. So, I mean, I, I would expect him to do it, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to be interested to see how they handle Mac Jones and, and, and the game plan that he executes when he goes out there against the Jets because... I mean, what he's been doing this year, what they've been running with him, the way they've approached him in game, it ain't it. It has not been working. I wrote an article about it. The fact that Mac Jones from from last year to this year has has been almost exclusively in shotgun for the time he's been out there, at least compared to what he was last year. It's almost a 20% difference in the amount of under center he had versus versus shotgun almost a 20% increase in being just straight up out of shotgun and very little play action 10% play action on his drop back so far compared to I want to say it was about I don't know 
you know, 27.1% or something like that last year. He, he did, there's a lot of play action. And I mean, there's even more than Bailey Zappi's running now, right? So you look at Bailey Zappi's stats, I mean, it was a lot more reminiscent of what Mac Jones was doing last season, where it, it, it's maybe about, I don't know, 80% shotgun, something like that. I think it's 81.8% of the time he's in shotgun and about 22% play action. So it's still, I mean, the Patriots aren't running as much play action as a lot of teams are, but the difference is still really stark when you look at what they're doing for Bailey Zappi versus what they're doing for Mac Jones. Also, a lot more you know, six-plus man protections for Bailey Zappi than Mac Jones on average this season. So, and, and then obviously the, the, the depth of target. I mean, Mac Jones has definitely been, you know, deeper targets on average than Bailey Zappi has this year. As a matter of fact, Mac Jones still leads the league in deep passing rate. You know, the, the number, the percentage of his passes that go past 20 yards, he still leads the league in that statistic right now, a little bit over 20%. Now, Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus shared a couple of stats that it was a little bit skewed in the opposite direction with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi in this last game, where the sample size was smaller for Mac Jones, and in that time, I think it was 18 snaps that Pro Football Focus uh, collected for him that you know, it was like 30%, you know, 36% play action. You know, there was a little bit more Max Protect than there was for Bailey Zappi. But again, you look at when the Patriots offense immediately got that spark right before the half where they put Bailey Zappi in, again, under center play action right away, and you get your shot plays that you didn't have from for Mac Jones quite the same way. And the difference, I think, from, from there on out is, again, I think they thought that the game was getting away from them or or they felt like they needed to just start putting Bailey Zappi back in shotgun, letting him, you know, survey the field and, and play that way, which is not what they have been doing as much of in these last couple of games where, where he started. Definitely a lot more under center and such. It's not that he's never been out of shotgun. Obviously, most of the time he's still in shotgun. But I think the numbers were skewed because of the whole game flow thing where they were trying to manufacture offense later they got away from play action they got away from under center because they felt like they needed to throw it on every single down and so that kind of made the numbers I think skew a little bit more like hey what are you talking about you know the week seven it was the exact opposite of what you've been describing yeah but when you take the totality of the season and how Mac Jones has been used versus how Bailey Zappi's been used it's overwhelmingly the opposite way. Mac Jones is being asked to throw more down the field, make make his reads, you know, make more reads, make um, you know them quicker with less protection and less help from play action. So, just all in all, it feels like things have just been more difficult for Mac Jones than they've been for Bailey Zappi, and it makes me wonder why. I guess why why such a swing, and, and people are arguing that. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a second-year quarterback. Shouldn't you be expecting more complexity from him? I mean, maybe. Yeah, sure, but he's still a young player. I don't know that people should be expecting that, oh, yeah, just from first year to second year, then that means you should be able to dramatically change the way that you play offense, and it should just be fine, okay? Normally, you're supposed to build on things, okay? You're supposed to build from, and I thought it was really interesting, actually, listening to 
a couple of quarterbacks talking about, in particular, Tim Jenkins. He's been on the podcast before, a former quarterback. Uh, hopefully going to get a chance to talk with him soon about Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi and, and how this whole thing is, is playing out. But one thing I thought was interesting that he was talking about in relation to Justin Fields and the development of young quarterbacks. The idea that, look, when it comes to some of these young guys, you build in more pure progressions than reading the defense purely and then making decisions based on post-snap alignments. Normally, you want to be like, okay, look, here's your A, B, C. It's the same every time, regardless of the coverage. Just look here, here, here. Get from one side of the field to the other or just like read you know, one route to another to another and then make your decisions. And then as you progress in your career, then you get those, the true defense reads like they they call them like post-snap looks PSLs so right now I don't know if they're asking Mac Jones to do more of that compared to Bailey Zappi where it really does seem pretty progression based like hey look okay we're going to give you two people on this route if this one route isn't open hit the next one or in the case of the Jacoby Myers touchdown look we're going to give you these you know one two but then we're going to leak another guy out. So yeah, go ahead and look at those guys first. And then Jacoby Myers, assuming he's wide open, go ahead and throw him the football. I would be curious to see, maybe this is just something I need to watch a little bit more closely when it comes to uh, when Mac Jones is on the field, what his progressions look like. He's definitely doing some progression-based stuff. Like I, I have seen, I did see that from this past game. But I mean, it just feels like what they're asking they're asking a lot for Mac Jones right now. And I still feel like you gotta you gotta give him some layups. I mean, even 10-year veterans need layups. I feel like people have this idea that, oh yeah, well, if you're a veteran quarterback, then everything they should you just make everything super complex and make everything hard. Look, complex doesn't always mean better. Okay, maybe it can it can mean you know you you scheme up more things, you have more options. And there's more detail that that you can add on here, and maybe it's more confusing to the defense. But you got to be careful about thinking that just because something is more complex means that it's better. Sometimes having something simple that works is the best thing of all. Make it easy, and make and, and if it if it works every time, you're scoring touchdowns consistently, you're moving the ball consistently. Who the hell needs for it to be hard? Okay, and especially when you're in the situation you're in right now, where you have. Matt Patricia calling your offense. By the way, thank you, Bailey Zappi, for uh, you know kind of revealing that for us. Though Bill Belichick might still say it's a collaborative process, but you know the guy that's talking to these quarterbacks is Matt Patricia because Bailey Zappi told you so. There's no debate about it. Don't trouble yourself. He went ahead and revealed that for you. We can kind of put some of that to bed a little bit. Anyway, digressing here. You have a new offensive coordinator and there are certainly new elements to your offense. Josh McDaniels is not here anymore to explain some of those, you know, really complex concepts that they were running last season. So, they're they're building something a little bit from scratch here. Why do we need it to be more complex for Mac Jones? I don't I don't understand the logic behind saying that that's what should happen. What you should be doing is getting him as comfortable as possible and then building Okay, don't just be like, oh yeah, like we we started here last year and now we're just going to up the ante up here and sink or swim. He's a second-year quarterback. You got you got to help the guy. 
I mean, not doing so is bad management. And I feel like the way they've managed Mac Jones is bad. I, I, they're not, they are hurting him. They are hurting him while they're showing they can help another quarterback on the team be successful. And you can look at what Mac Jones did last year and say he basically ran the same damn offense or like a similar version of it to what Bailey Zappi is doing and had success. Mac Jones had a whole lot of success last year. I don't understand why this is difficult. Why can't you give some of this plan to Mac Jones? It doesn't mean you have to all of a sudden have him be Bailey Zappi. It doesn't mean you can't keep him in shotgun. I mean, he might prefer that. I mean, that's one thing that that's one part of the conversation that we don't know, right? Does Mac Jones prefer to spend most of his time in shotgun? Does he does he want to have more five-man protection, spread it out, and then I'm just going to play point guard? Maybe he wants that, but he's not seeing it very well right now if that's the case. So whether he wants it or doesn't want it, I feel like you got to make some adjustments here to help him get right. Okay, because because for whatever reason, it, it everything just looks really difficult right now when he's in the game, and it doesn't have to. We know Mac Jones can play quarterback in this league. We saw it all last year. See, I, I feel like when it comes to young quarterbacks, this is something that this is my theory, right? About when you kind of the the way you you see the levels to it, you can kind of tell at times when a guy is just bad. And you don't really need to see anymore. The guy is just bad, can't play in the NFL, doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know what he's looking for, can't execute the throws. I feel like you can you can tell sometimes in, in your first year. I'm not saying you got to give every single guy three years. But here's the thing. Mac Jones, if we're talking about levels of play, established last year that he belongs in the NFL, that he can be an average NFL starter. He was an average NFL starter last year as a rookie. That's good stuff. Okay, maybe you could say, oh, you know, it was like what 15 to 20 range as a rookie. That's fine. The rest of the rookie class was bad. Most rookies are bad. Like, I don't know why everybody thinks that all of a sudden rookie quarterbacks just come up in the league acting like Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Dak Prescott, that people just do this all the time. That's the exception. That's not the rule. Most rookie quarterbacks don't play that well. Peyton Manning was terrible. In his first season, through like 28 interceptions. Okay. But still proved, I, I like even, even with that, even with the mistakes, still showed he can make throws, he can make plays in the league. And then you build from there. Okay. So your next year, yeah, you want to get a little bit better. You want to, you want to iron out some of the things that you weren't as good at. And you take those little steps to see, okay, you proved you can play in the league. Now can you be good? And then can you be great? We've seen that Mac Jones can be good or, you know, okay, right, from from last year. We see that he can be okay. He can be an average quarterback. We have not yet seen him be better than that, okay? We've not seen him be like, okay, you're a good quarterback. You're a top 10 to 15 range quarterback right now. And, And you know what? That's okay because I think that what we need to understand with some of these young quarterbacks is that it's not a linear process. You saw that with Bailey Zappi, didn't you? Okay, everybody had these delusions of grandeur that oh great he he got his uh, first three hundred yard game two starts into his career oh my god what does that mean for for everything going forward is he just going to keep on going up and up and up and you know we might have our our guy of the future right here no that's not how that works you take steps forward you take steps back 
Mac Jones has not yet taken a step forward. You could say he's taken a step back. Those first three quarters against Baltimore, you could see the potential of him taking a step forward. But it has not been sustained. So how do you get him to that level? How do you get Mac Jones to a place where you could say that he's taking a step forward? To me, you got to do it by getting him more comfortable. And that might mean changing things up and playing a little bit more of that what he was doing last year with more under center, more max protect, doing a little bit more of this whole Bailey Zappi plan that they've been using, okay? Because they got to change something up. And you know what? Honestly, it would probably work against the Jets because they got film on these guys from this year. They know Mac Jones isn't running these plays. So you come in and you switch up the game plan a little bit and give them a little bit of that. You might catch them off guard the same way you did to Bailey Zappi for those couple of possessions against the Chicago Bears before they figured him out. And then, yeah, you keep keep mixing in some of this other stuff. But but I feel like you, you got to do a little bit more, I think, especially with the under center play action with him. And just look, mix it up. Keep it off balanced. I feel like for whatever reason... I mean, I, I don't think that Mac Jones and Matt Patricia have a bad relationship or anything. I saw him yucking it up on the way into their walkthrough practice on Wednesday. It doesn't look like they hate each other or anything like that. But it just does seem like there is this weird disconnect of them not knowing how to call plays for Mac Jones, how to get him comfortable, how to get him going. And that's problematic especially when they've been able to do that for Bailey Zappi. And yeah, you could say, oh yeah, well, Bailey Zappi just does what he's told and you know, maybe Mac Jones should do that. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's a great thing to say, but they're still not giving them the same offense. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're still not giving them the same offense to go off of. So I still personally am looking at this like that's a problem. And I feel like they need to, during this time, if they really have decided Mac Jones is going to be the guy, look, these guys, they all practice the same damn plays. They all, they, they install the same stuff for both quarterbacks or, you know, all, just the whole offense all week long. Okay. Call more of it for Mac Jones this time. Okay. Don't just save it up for Bailey Zappi or have a walkthrough script ready to go for, oh yeah, like we'll, we'll go ahead and do that same old thing we were doing with him against you know, the, the Lions or against the Browns. Let Mac Jones do that too. Because I bet you it'll work. So I, I think that, look, they've got to find a way to get him going. It's really as simple as that. Because, you know, when people are saying, well, it shouldn't matter when you got picked, what your draft status is. They got so much invested in Mac Jones that it would just be malpractice to actually bungle the 15th overall pick in the 2021 draft like that, just because you, <laughs> you haven't been able to figure out how to get this new offensive system to work for him. There's, to me, it's understandable that the process has taken a little bit more time with Mac Jones and that he is having to unlearn some of the things that he learned last year and that, and that he's fighting things a little bit mentally, okay? And that he has, he has to take time to get more comfortable. But look, that's on them too. That's on the coaching staff too. They have to figure out how to get the most out of him or you know, they're going to ruin him. And and I I think the other the other issue is that, you know, maybe people aren't talking about is that 
if they ruin him and they go ahead and, and they move on from him and they draft another quarterback down the line and you keep the line moving and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, you know, just think like, I mean, they're not going to have a shot at like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud next year, barring a catastrophe. But look, oh, yeah, we'll go ahead and just draft another, you know, high you know, quarterback prospect and, you know, they'll have more upside and big arm and all that stuff. Yeah, but guess what? The same brain trust, the same foundation that went and screwed up the other quarterback is still there. What's to make you think they're not going to screw this next one up too? So they got a lot of proving to do to make sure that they they can do as much as possible to get more out of Mac Jones. Because look, I, I just don't think it's all, I don't think it's all Mac Jones's fault. I really don't. I mean, he, he, might, he might not be it. He might be. We don't know. Okay, but what I can tell you is that the way that they are, they are using him right now is, is not helpful to him. As a matter of fact, I think some of it has just been actually detrimental. So, yeah, let's try not to do that, shall we? That's all I got for this round. Hopefully, going to have Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston on to talk a little bit more shop about all this wildness coming up in the next couple of days. Keep a lookout for that. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This is First in Foxborough. See you tomorrow.